I think uh, like we're still sort of in uh, holiday, New Year's, hangover mode. Uh, so uh, we had some people straggling in. I want to make sure everybody's energy is up. I want to make sure that we're loose, that we're ready to go, that we're all warmed up. Um, you know, you want to embrace every New Year that comes with a spirit of faith and expectancy. You know, one of the most famous teachings about faith that Jesus ever gave was this idea that faith can move mountains, right? You know, faith can move mountains. Everybody say, faith can move a mountain. I think that we're in a special season, though. What people don't realize is that mountains want to move. You know, mountains want to move. And uh, uh, one of the epistle writers tells us that all of creation groans, waits in expectations for the revelation of the children of God. Like the earth wants us to influence it. The earth wants us to shape it. So I need you to turn to the people around you and as convincingly and with as much faith as possible, tell them, oh, your mountain wants to move. Your mountain wants to move. You guys, got, you guys got mountains in your life? You got some mountains? Your mountain wants to move. Turn to that shy and awkward person who's avoiding your uh, eye contact and say, oh no, your mountain wants to move as well. <coughs> okay, now I feel like we're starting to get warmed up. So you can kind of roll your shoulders. You can crack your neck, crack your knuckles massage your temples and get the brain juice flowing. I know that that's hard to do. Uh, and I'll ask you a warm-up question just to, just to get you thinking about something. Uh, this, is a, this is a prophecy service. It's a very talky service. It's a conversation that, that people have with God. That's all that prophecy and prayer is about. Uh, so let me start by asking you, let's say, who's your favorite person to talk to in life? Oh, I... I I had some gasps. <laughs> Who, who's your favorite person to talk to? Or at least one of your favorite, your favorite people to talk to. Just think about that. I'm going to give you eight seconds to be brilliant, to figure it out. Your favorite person to talk to. You know, if you're extroverted, you're like, everybody. <laughs> if you're introverted like me, you're like, yeah, my dog. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, whatever. Who's your favorite person to talk to? This is a hard, I can tell you, this is a hard question for you. Okay, who's your favorite person to talk to? And because we don't want to be all Christian-y about it, nobody gets to say Jesus. No, it's like, you actually have to do something a little, a little more unique. Yes, sir. Your favorite person to talk to? My brother. Your brother? Yeah. My brother is the only person besides the Lord who really understands you. I, like, and, and shouldn't you be able to say that about your brother? I mean, that's just like, I mean, that's kind of why we have brothers and sisters in, in life. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right, top that. He's got another, he's got another answer. Oh, come on. Yeah, okay. You're a husband. And he's not here, so he can't. He, he, he can't deny it. Does he like to talk to you, Carrie? I have no idea. You have no idea. How long, how long you guys been married? Uh, 20 years. 20 years, and you don't have any idea if he likes to talk to you. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yep. I would expect nothing different. You know, it's, it's just a, a great, healthy, modern marriage there. Love it. All right, there was another hand. I'm sorry, I missed. Who else? Yeah, Sam. Rollo Bright, Rollo Bright. Yeah, Rollo Bright, if you don't know, is our cakey minister. He's back with the kids right now. He runs our children's programming. Because I've never called him and was excited about something that he didn't sound excited about. So when Samuel calls Rollo and Samuel's excited about something, Rollo, and he, he can do this. He, he has a knack of being more excited than you. Right? And just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. My life will never be the same. Yeah. Rollo, but it's my thing. Yeah, Tony. You like to talk to yourself. Well, 
you're an interesting guy. I like, I like to talk to you as well. So, yeah, it's just fascinating and endless conversations going on inside of Tony's head. All right, I'll take one more answer. Who do you like? Who's your favorite person to talk to? You want one more? There was a hand over here I missed, I think. Yeah, Kristen. Veronica, Veronica Lamb. Yeah, why do you like to talk to Vern? She has great stories, they, yeah, which is important. Like you talk to somebody and they always have something interesting to share with you. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, that would be a, a standard for me, of uh, interesting conversation partner. Okay, well done. Um, <clears throat> I am told by my wife of uh, 31 years that uh, communication is a bedrock of relationship. Uh, that's what I'm told. Um, yeah, yeah, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, there's, there's a great deal of truth here, right? If you're going to have a relationship with someone, then you have to have a means of communicating with that person, you know? And uh, I do like to hang out with my dog. And one of the reasons is because, you know, our relationship is not intensely verbal. I'm not a verbal guy, but it's very communicative, right? You know, however your communication happens. Um, that, uh, that really is the substance of relationship. And of course, you've anticipated where I'm going with this. Our relationship with God is no different. It would be a, a very boring relationship indeed if we never communicated with God and if God never communicates with us. I also have it on wifely authority that if one person in a relationship does all the communicating and the other person does not, then that's not a very... It's not a very rich relation. Well, just no, no. We're just kind of one. We're just moving on. We're just moving on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm talking about God. And uh, the uh, the picture of God that we get in in Scripture in the Bible is of a very chatty God indeed. In fact, if there were uh, one way that I would summarize scripture, it would be this. Uh, scripture is a book full of stories about God speaking supernaturally to people and all the cool things that happen when those people respond. It's basically every cool story in scripture uh, that you read is that, essentially. God breaks into the world, breaks into the story, and says something usually really interesting, and then people respond to that and the adventure ensues. That's basically the Bible. It's basically the Bible. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that the Bible says is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's, he's a communicative guy, and he wants a relationship with us. Um, and there is promise after promise after promise in Scripture that if you follow after God, if you seek him, it becomes uh, a very interesting conversation uh, indeed. Um, if you've ever gone to one of our Holy Spirit retreats, you are familiar with the passage from Acts chapter 2, the book of Acts, which is a history of the early church and Jesus' disciples as they built the church. And uh, what happens in Acts chapter 2 is that God manifests in the form of the Holy Spirit, which is sort of this unseen but very manifestational presence of God on earth in the here and now. And when the Holy Spirit first manifests on the church, it looks very impressive. There are like tongues of fire and stuff like that. And, and all the, the church that was gathered during a prayer meeting, they all sort of experienced the manifestation of the Spirit upon them. And, and they begin to speak in different tongues. And some of them like get bold and and spill out into the street, and they're saying things uh, prophetically. Uh, but the crowd is a little freaked out by it. Like, what the heck is going on here, guys? And then Peter, Peter stood up with the 11, the 11 surviving disciples. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Let me tell you what you're seeing here. Listen carefully to what I say, because this is important. These men aren't drunk, as you suppose, uh, because they were acting a little bit crazy. It's only nine in the morning. I've lived in plenty of neighborhoods where people were drunk at nine in the morning, but in, in Jerusalem in, in the first century AD, it did not work that way. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel 
And then Peter quotes a prophecy that at that point was about 500 years old. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Peter goes on to say, Today is the fulfillment of that prophecy. From here on out, the Holy Spirit is accessible for every human who wants to pursue him. And the hallmark of the age of the Holy Spirit in which we all live, this is 2,000 years later, we all still live in the age of the Holy Spirit, is what? What's the hallmark that the great prophets pointed to, that Peter pointed to? Well, the hallmark is prophecy. It's our supernatural conversation with God. I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. In other words, men, women, it doesn't matter. Everybody. Your young men will see dreams. Your old men will dream, excuse me, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In other words, young, old, it doesn't matter. Everybody. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. We live in an age where every individual is now able to hear from God for himself or herself. And we live in an age in which, because everybody can hear from God for themselves, we can listen to the Lord together, right? So not only do we have a private conversation with the living God, but we have a community conversation with the living God, and therefore we can come together in meetings like this and listen for the voice of the Lord together uh, because sometimes, you know, the Lord says something to you and you want it confirmed by your brother or your sister or you need help understanding what the Lord is saying because I don't know if you've noticed the Lord can be a little bit mysterious. If you read through prophecies in the Bible, they're often symbolic or coded because the Lord doesn't give us essays. The Lord gives us invitations and, and to understand them. He wants us to lean in and to pursue. That's part of him developing a relationship with us. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, in a time of great struggle in Israel, uh, they had been exiled to Babylon. They had big mountains in their lives that needed to be moved. They were basically taken captive as a nation. And the Lord speaks to the nation of Israel through the prophet Jeremiah. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you or not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And then you'll call upon me and come and pray to me and I'll listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. In other words, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how many mountains you've got going on, if you feel like you're held captive by something in life, God still knows the plans that he has for you and they're pretty good plans to prosper you, to help you, not to harm you. God's not into that, but here's the key. If you seek after him with your whole heart, you'll find him. These plans will be made known to you. Maybe you won't get the whole map, but you'll get some directions, right? You'll get some driving directions uh, for your journey of faith. We're not supposed to know the whole map, but we are supposed to know the next step, right? And then because we don't have the whole map, we take our next step in faith instead of absolute certainty. And that, to me, is a fair description of what I call the prophetic life. You're doing things that you think the Lord told you to do, as best as you can tell. You do them in faith, and you see what happens, and that's the adventure. But it's all predicated upon, it's all interwoven with this idea that God is speaking to us all in real time. And that's what the prophecy service is about. So here in a second, I'm going to invite up some folks in our church um, who are fairly good at picking the supernatural voice of God out of life, right? Fairly good at tuning in to the supernatural voice uh, of God. Um, I have a saying, uh, the devil shouts, but God whispers. You know, that God doesn't just want to tell you things. The Lord wants to develop your listening skill, right? He wants, he wants you to develop the skill of picking out his voice from the chaos of life and and, uh, and, you know, we have some people who have really dedicated a huge portion of their life to listening well. Some people are just really gifted at picking out supernatural information from the air. And that's great for a community. You know, some people are better communicators and listeners than others in the natural, and some people are better at it in the supernatural as well. And that's wonderful in a community like Blue Water. So I'm going to invite those people up, uh, and uh, they will just uh, share messages with you 
individually that they think God has given them for you today. That's the drill. They're not perfect because no human is perfect. Nobody gets to command other people in the name of the Lord. But they're pretty good, and they've got a good track record. And your job is to kind of listen to what they say. If it seems fruitful, right, and helpful to you, take it and run with it. If it seems like junk, throw it in the trash can on the way out and never think about it again. Uh, but I do at least ask you to respectfully consider, because the guys are pretty good. And the Lord is speaking today. We honor that by giving time uh, to listen. That's just what we do at Blue Water Mission. Got it? You with me? Everybody clap once. We'll see if it works. Um, I think we have a fair chance at success and fruitfulness. So let me, let me ask uh, the first wave uh, to come up. Uh, some of our prophetic elders. Got John coming up. Janelle Spence. Spencer's going to join us. You recognize most of these people because uh, they give uh, prophecies regularly at services. Uh, John was one of the founders of the church. Janelle leads our Sozo ministry. Spencer, among other things, directs the Youth with a Mission base in Honolulu, in, in Manoa. And me, I'm Jordan. I just try to get out of the way. Uh, who wants to start? How about John? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, this lady right here in black in the middle seat. Yeah, do you mind standing up? Um, I just saw you as a real peacekeeper, but you literally... Yeah, yeah, do that. Sure. Um, if, it's, if it's accurate, keep it. If not, delete it. Um, but I saw you as a real peacekeeper. Like, you're holding literally pieces of, like, puzzles. You're also holding pieces of, like, game boards. Um, ah, a peacekeeper. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a double play there. Like, you're really good at also bringing, like, order and bringing, um, I think, like, the systems that they work, like bringing community, but also bringing the peace. But what was interesting about it is that the Lord was like, sometimes you should withhold, like, your job's not just to always um, make things uh, peaceful, but your job is to always create the best system and, like, be discipling. So there's this, like, playing games, um, but a real wisdom from the Lord of how to, um, when to, when the right thing is to actually not put the person back together. And it, it was a, kind of an interesting word. You're very good at putting people back together, right? You're very good at that. You're very good at like helping people. You're very good at, at saying the right thing, at bringing peace. Like you're just naturally gifted in that. I feel like in this season, There'll be some times when the Lord wants you to withhold that last little piece for a little bit until it's the right time to say the word or to give that piece. Does that seem to make any sense? Sure. Sure, I, I picture a few as well, I, maybe the same vein. I, I see you as a person of, of uh, there's a lot of angelic activity around you, but what was unique about the vision is that I saw you like sending angels out. You know, in scripture, angels are symbolic of God's messages because angels are messengers. And so I think you have a gift of discernment. I think that's what these guys are talking about, that you're able to look in people's lives and very wisely give them inspired advice inspired advice. And, um, and because I've seen a vision that involves angels or sending out, I think that you have a particular gift for discerning where people should go next. Like, oh, this is your, this is your release. And I see all uh, the YWAM friends around you saying, oh yeah, we see that. So I would just like to encourage you to be bold about what you see in people, even if you can't explain it to yourself naturally. Your hunches about what people should do next, where they should go, what the Lord is sending them to do, are good hunches. And when they need your advice, give it. And I, some, it's what the Bible calls the gift of wisdom. 
sometimes in 1 Corinthians 12. And I think that you're just really good. Uh, it makes you a really great team player that way, sort of a team coach, sort of. Yeah. Does that make sense? We got there eventually. I got one for you too. Janelle. <laughs> got a lot for you today. It's Rue, right? I guess I asked Lila your name because this guy was highlighting you to me. Um, so sorry if you've gotten this before, but you know Rue from Winnie the Pooh? Do you know that character? Yeah, so that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, so um, I, I got the sense that like you have a lot of optimism and um, yeah, like positivity that's kind of like your superpower. Like it's very um, resilient and it's just always positive, always like able to, to find hope um, and joy in situations. And I felt like God kind of wanted to like shift your viewpoint of what that characteristic of yourself is. So it's not just like this cute little thing, like I'm so happy, I can make other people happy, but it's like the contrast between the cartoon roo and then like a real kangaroo. You ever seen like a real kangaroo? Like they're very scary, <laughs> like they're super strong. <laughs> like you don't wanna mess with like a real kangaroo, right? <laughs> So it's like, you're, you're like you have like a strength in your optimism. Um, and then I think the step for you is like to start using that optimism intentionally. So in conversations when people are in hopeless situations or they're negative and like specifically their words are like kind of like negative and dark is you use optimistic words and hopeful words and speak directly into that and directly against that. And then you'll see like the power of optimism and hope. Uh, I'll pick this guy in the hat right next to you, Marco, in the flannel shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evidently, Samuel knows who you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's your name? Uh, Daryl. Daryl, yeah, Daryl. Daryl, I saw you... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Prophecy services were different when I was young, before all, <laughs> before all the iPhones came out. Yeah, um, so um, I, I just felt the Lord uh, talking to me about you and, and uh, about your mission and about your means of just sort of getting by in life. And, and I saw um, them sort of coming together. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I'm tapping into a prior conversation. Yeah. Um, and... And what I saw was you uh, ministering in a field that was sort of medical, but not, not like a physician or a doctor, like more like frontline, like giving aid or EMT, like emergency medical paramedic that, I know, I, I'm not sure that I'm hitting the, the detail exactly right, but, but health and healing in a frontier type situation. Um, and, uh, and sort of your skilled hands and knowledge kind of bringing, I don't know, like first aid, I think is an important phrase for you. Um, not just in a spiritual sense, but in an actual practical sense and kind of learning how to do that. And what that's going to do is advance your kingdom mission, but it's also gonna advance your, I mean, your just kind of practical career and stuff like that. And, and I felt like maybe this would be a little bit surprising to you to hear me say it, but I felt the Lord tell me in, in a phrase, this is really important. Like he's actually pretty excited about this. You know, like if you could get a little training, it would take you places. And there's sort of a promise of God on that for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's what I heard. Uh, so you can take it under advisement, but I think it will be capacitating for you and be empowering for you. Uh, if you can find a way to advance on it, John. Yeah, I had one also for you, um, and it's very similar. I saw you actually walk in with like the gurney behind you, you know, like you're carrying like interesting uh, somebody that like you've helped, right? You just have that like kind of the thing that you bring in, kind of the the um, like carrying the needs of others, supporting others. But I felt like it was also frontline, like it was like refugee kind of an idea. Um, and then I also saw like part of the like the mat that you're carrying, like this stretcher, you know, I don't know if I have the right word, but where you like have two people on each side and you're carrying somebody who's like in trouble um, and getting them to first aid. Um, 
I saw like a scroll on it and on the scroll was like hieroglyphics and it struck me as something like, um, I don't know, Egyptian or something. Some kind of like really, I think it relates with this idea of looking into and studying and learning how to read the, the scroll. Like it felt like the scroll of how to help. Um, so it's a little vague, but I felt like it's supposed to be vague because then, So there's some study involved in this yeah, process. Yeah, the idea of study and the idea of learning what those symbols are and that will empower. And that you should be just really aware of what you're carrying because you're called to carry things, right? You're called to carry this um, covering of like help and of aid specifically, I think, is a mission for you. So um, don't carry other things. You know, that was kind of clear from the, from God. Like, you might need to drop a, some other things so you can really grab that. So John and I had very similar words, so we call that confirmation. So, you know, that's just interesting. And if, okay, uh, go rapid so yeah, we don't yeah. run out of time. Okay, sorry, we, we got more words for you too. Okay, so um, the sense I got for you is that you're like a very hard worker and somebody who likes to serve. Um, and God wants to use that to be specifically used for your ministry now. So actually I got, um, do you know anything about Salty Crew here at church? So they're, they're like a group of people who do like, who serve by doing, uh, filling very practical needs for people. So I felt like that was kind of like, not necessarily you're supposed to join them, but maybe just connect with them and talk to them about that. So seeing how to use your gift for working hard and, and kind of helping people practically, how does that connect with ministry? Um, so actually, maybe Salty Crew people, can you guys wave a hand? And yeah, like Evan's on. Yeah, so maybe connect, connect with them and get a little bit more info. Um, when I was standing in the back and you first walked in, the Lord said mission. It's a two-double word. You are um, on a mission, but you're carrying a mission. And I love it when God confirms the word because exactly what Jordan said, what the Lord showed me, is that God is really excited about this mission. Um, I heard, go tell it on the mountain. So you need to tell people about this mission because God is going to finance it for you. So just know that he's going to provide the finances for it, but you got to tell people about it because he cares about this mission you're carrying. Spencer's got one. One thing I'll add, just really short. Um, I, I feel like this, this type of thing they're talking about with the expression of compassion, uh, a lot of times in some, in some like cultures and places we come from, we think that doing service like that, oh, yeah, it's good, but it's like, it's kind of a weak thing, and I just wanted to affirm, I feel like God wants to say to you that he sees that as, like, fighting, as, like, warfare, as strength, as such a, a powerful, like, strong thing to do. And so, um, yeah, just leave you with that, that type of compassion, helping those uh, in that way, like, kind of saving them like that. So. And evidently, Cami also has a word for Daryl. And then, and then we're going to move on from Daryl before everybody starts hating him. We're taking all the time. All right, Cammie. Yeah, so um, I feel like the Lord also really called out to me, like, how you've been seeking him really hard, and I feel like he is really just happy and excited about how hard you've been seeking him. I, I got the feeling he's kind of taking you on, like, this treasure hunt where it's like you'll find the Lord in many different ways and forms, um, kind of like different, like, Easter eggs, and then each one will... Um, kind of like strengthen you as as tools for your ministry um, and then also be different kinds of like connection lines to the Lord um, so you'll have like all these different lines of connection with God but then you'll also kind of become like this like Swiss army knife minister where you've got all kinds of different things under your belt to use um, for your mission um, yeah that's all alright no more Daryl no more. Uh, Spence, why don't you pick somebody up? Yeah, um, the one here, third row, uh, dark hair, glasses, blue shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Lydia. Lydia, I'm Spencer. I feel like I should know you, but I don't. Anyway, um, uh, I feel like the Lord just, when I was, uh, I, I looked at you earlier this morning, um, felt like he, he said that people sometimes... Uh, like go after things that are sweet or like consume things that are sweet just for the sake of the experience of sweetness. 
And, um, and I just felt like a lot of times when we think about ministry and things that we do for people and things that we offer to the world uh, and the people that are in our lives, we always want them to be really like impactful, powerful, give them a plan, give them a strategy, show them how to move from one place to another, deliver them from their demons and all that. And I just felt like the Lord said that uh, like what you bring to people, that is an expression of his goodness is sweetness. And, and to look for the things in your, your life and the people around you, things that you can make, that you can just make their lives sweet. And he just said that that's like, it's worth it. We don't have dessert to get extra blood sugar into our blood. That's not why we have it. We have it for the experience of sweetness. And I just felt like the Lord just saying that you are, are like an experience of sweetness for people. That's an interesting so, word. Yeah. That's interesting. Bless you with that. Wow. Janelle, why don't you pick one? Yeah. So um, second row here in the white cardigan. What's your name? Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Okay, so Mary Lou. So I just saw um, that you have an anointing um, of an intercessor and a prayer warrior. Um, and it's, you know, it's a job that's like behind the scenes. So it's not seen, it's not public. And a lot of times people don't even know. Um, but God um, was saying to me, like, you're not behind the scenes for him. You're front and center. Um, and front and center in the battle too, like spiritually, like, you're, you're right up front, right? You're front lines. Um, and I think that um, in the past, it's been like just overwhelming, like who to pray for, or what to pray for, just a ton of stuff that you want God to do and how you want God to show up. But he's going to start giving you more specific things, like accurate strategies. Like this is a person you need to pray for. This is a specific thing in this season. And then you'll be able to share with people, like this is how I prayed for you, and then see how that was accurate and how that played on their lives. Interesting. John, you want to go? Um, right next to the first person. Yeah, next you were room. like, I'll record it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw you um, in the season of real refreshment, just um, like a funnel. Like you're also holding um, an umbrella, like this, this kind of picture of um, protection and of kind of being a little bit hidden, um, protected but then it turns inside out and it's just all the water is now funneling into you and it's sweetness from heaven, it's sugar. And uh, in the picture, it's spilling out, like it's more than you can contain, it's more than you can hold, but it's spilling out and it's <clears throat> feeding the plants around you and it's creating this beauty. And then I see you going somewhere where you are the light post. Like it's really important that you get the filling because you're going to be like you're one of the light protectors. You know, to be a light protector, to be a light in the darkness means that you're going to head somewhere where there isn't other light, right? Huh. And I just saw you kind of taking your station. Like, I feel like maybe people like look at you and they think you're headed to like New York, right? Like, they look at you and you're like stylish and you're like, you're headed to LA. But I felt like you were headed somewhere like the frontier. And you, you just take up that light post. And, you know, the point of a light is to be, you know, not to be hidden, but to be up on the mountain. <clears throat> and so I just bless you as a light carrier and with that, like, strong grip. And the, I think the promise is that you'll still have that, right? You'll have the funnel and the protection. You know, like, it's a promise that you go with both the light and the ability to both be filled and be protected, and that there'll be great um, refreshment all around you. It will spill out. Cool. Uh, I'll do a quick one for uh, Hannah. Um, I, it's nice to see you guys walk in today. Um, I saw you um, over a, there's a plate, like a saucer that you might find in a kitchen. Um, which uh, is a symbol of service for me. So, you know, how you serve people, serve people food, that sort of thing. Uh, but I had the double feeling that, uh, that this dish also represented like, like, a, like a Petri dish, like a dish in which you might conduct an experiment in a laboratory. And then you were, you were like pinching small quantities of some substance on this plate. So I think the Lord is saying that, well, one of the things that you're doing right now in your life is that you're kind of experimenting on like, well, you know, what exactly should 
our, our life be like, you know? And what exactly should my individual service be like? You're kind of experimenting and thinking it through. Um, and so if that's accurate, then um, I, the next scene in my vision was you going through some receipts, like, you know, at tax season, you know? Like going through receipts. And I think the sense of that was that the, the Lord was encouraging you to be mindful of what you've invested in previously, right? Because receipts are, are symbols of past expenditures. And that there's, uh, rather than just trying a bunch of new things, think about, well, what, what, did I, what did I used to invest in, right? Where did I spend my life previously? And then that will give you some idea about where to go. Well, maybe where to go, but particularly about how to serve, uh, because that will encourage where to go. Um, and uh, one more hint, it's like this service thing doesn't have to do with kids because um, you're a young mom and that's the go-to, but I feel like the Lord just wanted me to throw that in there as a clue. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Let's try to keep him quick. We'll go for about three minutes as this crew, and then, so this is the rapid fire round. Spence, go. Uh, the gentleman right here, uh, collared shirt, uh, kind of white gray, sitting next to John, I think. Yeah. Yes, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You stand up. What's your name? Kevin. Kevin. I'm Spencer. Nice to meet you, Kevin. Uh, I just saw like a bunch of old, like classic muscle cars, and like really nice, cool. rest, restored, amazing, like beautiful, like would turn anybody's head, right? If they saw, if they saw them, and uh, and I like the the sense I got was you showing other people these classic muscle cars, uh, and then not telling them the, the restoration process that you had to do behind the scenes to get some of them to the place that they were, but just showing them kind of the, this is old school stuff that you can appreciate, uh, and everyone can appreciate, and I just felt like it, it had to do with, uh, with wisdom and revelation uh, and, and knowledge that, like things you've collected and you've gathered to pass on to the younger generation. I specifically saw you like showing younger people these classic cars, and, uh, and everybody would like, you know, appreciate them. Um, but yeah, that there was some, some sort of power in that, and it will be received. If you take out that wisdom, that revelation, and those things, and you present, you present them, I just feel like they'll be received uh, with people in your life around you. And not with just young people, but in particularly with maybe younger people that you interact with or are around. So, cool. Old yeah. school. I got one for Kevin, too. Um, I felt like um, God is going to bring people into your life that you're going to have deep connection with. Um, so people that are like as close as family would be, you're going to develop those relationships. Um, and I think it's going to take a little bit of like stepping out and a little bit of risk on your part. So like when you feel like a connection with somebody new that you meet, it's reaching out to them and keeping, you know, trying to keep connecting with them until that strong, deep connection is built. Um, and they're going to really be, yeah, like family for you in your life. Um, and also kind of similar to Spencer, I felt like people you've met before and people you'll meet in the future who you don't have a deep connection with, you're still influencing them by your life and just your story and what you're sharing. Like every person who comes into contact with you, even if they never see you again, there's some kind of seed that you plant in their life. So just be encouraged, even if like you don't develop a relationship with all the people that you've met, like that's okay. God still used you to do something in their life. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, this young man next to Mindy. Um, I just saw that from an early age, you've had like revelation from God, like this interaction. I see you like pulling on the thread of kind of what the Lord tells you and more things are coming and the thread gets stronger. But also in a weird way, it also pulls out something from you. Like it's a, it's a vulnerable interaction, you know, like it feels uncomfortable. And um, I just saw, felt also for you, like the fragile things will not break, but like you might feel more and more fragile as you kind of look at the things from the Lord and that that's actually from God and not from other things. Like it's not like sometimes our heart also breaks in the way that God's heart breaks. But I see more revelation coming, more like gems and stones, and as they get, like it goes from fruit to those, and they get kind of sharp, you know? It gets kind of like more and more, and I think there's just a real, a real promise to pursue it and to like, 
as much as you can, you know, keep pulling at that. Unpack that a little bit when you say more revelation coming. What do you mean by revelation? Um, I think words from God. I think um, more revelation of kind of the... So like God will talk to him and he will have understanding of things. Yeah, but I think of like the broken things, the things that are kind of hard to look at, like injustice, um, uh, like the things that bother God, you know, the, the reality of the clash of untruth and truth in the world. Um, so God talking to him about stuff that hurt, stuff correct. that hurts the heart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Jonah just met you. Uh, so I saw a, like a blank slate, like a whiteboard that was just clean. And I feel like it's a word about discipleship and how you are to disciple people in this season. I feel like it would be easy for you to teach lessons from the things that you've already learned um, but perhaps this fits along with, with John's word that as you're going through things, it's a chance for you to then write things up on the board and say like, okay, this is what I'm taking from this and teach people as you're experiencing this um, what you're getting out of it and what notes they should take from it. So not necessarily teaching them from your lessons that you've already learned, but as you're going through new things to be teaching um, on the way, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had something for you also. I think around the creating of uh, new things. So what I saw, I think it has to do with like your regular work job now is that it's a little bit routine and like systemized and um, I don't know, just like regular kind of steps and not a lot of room for creativity. And I felt like that God said that he did want to talk personally to you. So similar to what John was saying, but that he wants to work with you to create something new, a new solution. So I don't know if that would be the new thing. It <coughs> seemed like, I don't know how, if I was doing the job, it would seem like a little routine and maybe a little boring or just like it's so standard. There's not really that room for creativity, but God wants to come in and bring that creativity and like literally sit down beside you. And I saw your hands and his working together to create like a new thing. And I felt like that would be a new path for others. And so maybe that's the new So thing God kind of breaking you. into his routine life and saying, nope, take a left turn here. You're going to do something creative and new, and that's going to influence the people around you. Yeah, something new. I felt like it had to do with work. It's like, oh, work just tells you to do the thing always in the same way, and God had a new way to create with you. Is this for Jonah, Samuel? <laughs> All right, but you got to go quick, dude. So I saw on you what looked like a uh, captain's hat, like naval captain's hat. And um, the best way I can describe it is I heard the Lord say that um, he's going to give you grace to uh, bring people through storms. Yeah, it's in keeping with John's word. Yeah. All right, thanks, Jonah. Uh, okay, hey, like just a couple really rapid-fire ones, if you got it. Right. Well, the, um, the woman in the white dress right here, what's your name? Candice, Candice, are you a dancer by any chance? Okay. Um, well, I felt like um, God was just highlighting um, like your beauty and creativity um, and how that just speaks to people without you needing to say words. Um, so whether it's, I don't know if it's dance or something, something like creative that you're doing that just speaks to people because beauty kind of helps people to feel like at peace and like to understand God's goodness and how he's a creator. Um, so just by doing that without having to say things, like you're, you're helping to kind of share more of God with other people. Cool. All right, uh, so they probably have more words. They will probably chase down some uh, individuals and maybe Lila, you could bring up uh, uh, some of the other people from the Sozo teams and stuff if they'd like to share a word of peace uh, with the crowds while they're coming up. Uh, Priscilla, I got a quick one for you. I know that there are all sorts of transitions going on in your life. Um, but uh, one little nugget, the Lord says, as you make these transitions with respect to your trend, with respect to your vocation, that pretty soon, instead of expanding in full time, that you'll be more like half time. You'll have to go half time in order to make room for other things. Uh, does that make sense? And then he will provide. Is that cool? Good wisdom? All right. Just a quick one. Vern, you want to go? I don't have one immediately. Does All right. Yeah. Have one? <laughs> okay. The one I have is actually for the woman next to Marco on his right. 
what's your name? Cindy? Um, so Cindy, the word I got for you was, um, it was a picture um, of you just sitting with the Lord and him, him brushing your hair. And I, when I saw that, I was like, hey, what, what, what are you trying to say through that, Lord? And what, what, what's, what's, what does that mean? And so as I kind of processed and prayed through that a little bit, Cindy, I think it was a sense of you sitting and being cared for by God versus and taking a break from caring for others to receive from the Lord. And in that, there's a charge to speak of God's care in a, because you've experienced it so richly um, in this season, like you're going to sit and you're going to experience the care of the Lord. And in that, he's asking you to go out and speak of how much he cares for you. And in that, there's going to be just a powerful evangelism season for you of you talking to people about the hope and the care you've experienced from the Lord. He said, he cares for me deeply. And that's going to bring others to the Lord in your life. So Simple testimonies. And the other one I got is... Sorry, first, can I jump in? Because yeah. I have for Cindy too. Yeah. Um, I also saw you with this basket of like bringing things to other people, like you're a natural caregiver, you care about other people. When your basket has things, you give it away. Um, but I felt like the Lord was pouring water in and the water was for you. You know, like just pour it over yourself. Like the, the same kind of a, a, a confirmation message of just right now, I feel like God's just saying, just it's about you. You know, this is, this is your time. Just relish in it, soak it in. The Lord is delighted in who you are and the way that you give. But this is for you. Don't give it away. You know, just take all that he has for you in this season. I actually have one more. It's for the gentleman sitting next to Elton in the soy sauce shirt. I like the shirt. Show you. What's the soy sauce on the shirt? So, uh, What's your name? John. Hi, John. Um, so I'm going to start with the scripture. It says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. And that scripture came after I saw you wearing a tux in the middle of a bunch of people wearing suits. And so I was like, what? And I thought about that, John. And, and I think that the Lord has something to speak to you through about that, about you fighting against any attacks from the enemy. Because if you were to wear a tux in the middle of a crowd with a bunch of suits, people would be like, what's this guy doing? Like, he's wearing the wrong thing. But the Lord has, has a promise that we're all going to be clothed in like beautiful garments in heaven and he wants you to put those garments on now and almost like picture yourself in those garments and people wearing suits in like the corporate world i actually wanted to ask are you in a position where you have um like do you have anybody working under you or are you working in any type of job where there's people who like yeah so you're not wearing a suit you're not working from the corporate you're working from the authority of heaven in your job and that tux is something the Lord's given to you to like, it's beautiful and it, a lot of the world doesn't understand it, but like move in that authority with a lot of confidence because you're going to stomp on serpents in your own life and around the people in your own life. You're going to block the enemy off and you're going to speak the truth of heaven to the people in your workplace. So that's the word I had for you. I have a word for you too. Um, my cousin always does this joke with show you. He's like, oh, I'll show you <laughs> what we're talking about, show you. So that's where this is going. It's like God is saying, I'll show you who I am. You think you know me. You think you put me in a box, but I will show you that I am the God of the extraordinary. The things that you do that you feel like are ordinary, he's going to take it and it's going to be supernaturally beautiful. So... Um, yeah, he's going to show you. That's a prophetic shirt. Yeah. So receive that. Like God's, well, God's trying to incur, like, remind you of the authority that you have when you move in him. And that he wants you to put that on. Like put that on each morning. Say, I'm clothed. Like the authority that God's given to me to move in this. And there's going to be a lot of blessing in that, I think, is what we're hearing. Uh, John, with respect to like how, well, how you provide for your growing family, um, 
I saw a picture of some uh, tin cans, which are my symbols for things that you can do in life. And they were connected with a string. There were a few of them, one larger than the others. I'm saying, and I think the Lord is saying that, uh, that it's okay for you to string a few things together. There'll be like one main thing that you do, and then it'll be like these side hustles that you do. And for you, that's fine. You can do that. And you may need to do it, and, it, you know, and you'll feed all parts of yourself as you do it. Does that make sense? You're such a creative guy. Anyway. All right, thanks. Cammie, what you got? Um, so I got a word for the woman in the white dress in the second row. Oh, Candace. Um, <laughs> Candace? Okay. Um, I just felt like the Lord was pointing out, like, an anointing you have for, like, worship, but also, um, like, connecting with people of different cultures. Um, I felt like he's going to, like, he wants to make you a part of, like, this multicultural, like, worship environment that he's creating Um where, like, you know, people come together with different cultures, different kinds of forms of creativity, like dance and singing, and that you're going to be, like, a really core part of that. Um, and really just he wants to use that to bring the kingdom in a really unique way. It's a little bit like the word Janelle gave you earlier. Yeah, I want to add on to that, Candace. I felt like the word said versatility for you. Um, you're a flavor that not everybody can appreciate. Um, but the Lord is saying that he's going to give you wisdom for different groups and different audiences because you definitely have an evangelistic anointing. And so just bless you with really being able to hear from the Lord in the moment when you're talking to somebody who may not have had that flavor before. Right. I'm hearing like leehing Nui, you know, like, oh, it's weird. But then all of a sudden you're like addicted to it. Right. <laughs> like that's you. So I just bless you with just hearing that wisdom from the Lord to get the doors open with your evangelistic divine opportunities that he brings you. Um, and then he's going to give you strategy on how to be versatile until they get that flavor in and then they're addicted to it. Interesting. We're going to go like uh, like eight more minutes or so, or ten more minutes. So let's uh, just hang in there and uh, pull the triggers. So I'm going to swing back to someone before um, I give the word for the person who I have. Cindy, man, God, the Lord just loves you so much. <laughs> I, got, I, um, I, I looked at you earlier and I heard, I heard the word weathered, but I'm like, God, I don't feel like that's what you're saying. Like, Lord, what are you saying about this word weathered? And I felt like he was saying um, that to the one who endures, the one who, who stands, like there's going to be a crown of righteousness. I feel like he's like, there's a crown of righteousness that belongs to you because you have past tense stood. And like in this season, that he's going to be pouring out grace, pouring out favor because you stood past tense. Love you. And for you, Auntie Betty. <laughs> yeah, for you, for you. You don't have to stand up. You can stand up if you want to. You can stand up if you want to. I uh, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, Uncle Ted. <laughs> so I felt like the Lord was like, um, yo, there is, no, there is no twilight for your life. There is no like twilight twinkling out of the sky. It's like, okay, I'm at the later stages of my life and things are going to calm down. No, mm -mm. absolute opposite. Like I almost feel like the Lord is like, actually, you're on the highway and you're about to pass somebody. So you're about to shift down the third and like, wow, <laughs> it's like you're in my way. <laughs> like you're in the way of what the Lord is wanting to accomplish in the earth. I need to pass you real quick to do what he's desiring to accomplish. Um, yeah. Wow, like I feel like there's an acceleration in your life. And in this season where other folks, even around you, are like, maybe you can calm down. You can, you know, you can start acting like somebody your age. I went trying to put Uncle Ted on blast. Not likely. <laughs> you can start acting your age. No, 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 no. No, no, there is no, there is no box for how you fit or what you're supposed to look like in this stage of your life. There is more glory, more authority, more favor, more power for this season in your life. Yeah, and just just to add that, as she, as as, um, as Samuel was saying that, I just like heard the words. There's like you're very warm. There's a warmth to you. The Lord wants to heat it up, 
and make it even hotter and like to the point where things combust. <laughs> like you think about going to a third and the, you know, the RPM's going way up. It's like, no, he wants to heat things up in your life. He wants to like, so yeah. I had, a, I had a quick hit picture for you, Ted. Um, I just, uh, just, it's, 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 it's not complicated. It's just, uh, I saw like a picture of a well that you would sink into the earth uh, from which to draw water. Um, but then it also appeared to me as if it were a missile silo, underground missile silo. So it was a combination of the two things. But what you were doing is like really building the, uh, the cylinder of the well or the silo in heavy stone. You're just like, so making it um, just rock solid, bulletproof to last. And, and then I think the wisdom the Lord has given you is that of the many things that you build in life for other people, that right now the, the chunk of wisdom you need to keep in the forefront of your brain is, I'm gonna build this to last for a generation beyond me so that other people can draw from it, so other people can launch from it. And, and that some ways all the things, I'm, You've always got a zillion creative ideas going through your head, but just kind of remember, okay, but this is going to outlast you, and it needs to be built accordingly. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, can I do one real quick? Yes, real quick, fire away. For the lady next to Courtney. Yep, yo. Um, Could you stand that for a second? Um, What's your name? Okay, yeah, tell me your name. Yvette. Yvette. Okay, so Yvette, I felt like that I saw that God wanted to pour in some healing to a very uh, tender place of your heart, like a deep place of your heart. And I mean, one, that's joyful and that feels amazing when we receive that. But I feel like he also showed me that you were going to be a well of like healing, like the symbol of like uh, healing and love from the Lord. Almost like when you're walking around in life, you're just like splashing out this healing presence of the Lord onto other people. And they're like, wait, what was that? What was that water? Like, I didn't know I was thirsty for that, but I'm thirsty for it. And then they want it. So I feel like you just, he, he wants to do deep things inside of you, but I see him using you as this reservoir of just healing for other people. And that being just amazing. It's just splashing around on people as you go. Cool. Um, I had one, the lady next to Lee with the pastel blue dress. Yeah. What's your name? Dudu. Nice to meet you. Um, I just really, short word, I just saw a funnel above you with, with a butterfly in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so just, just a funnel above you with a, with a butterfly in it. Um, just, just that the, the Holy Spirit is just wanting to fill you up, um, and that there's transformation coming. So just allow yourself to change, um, and allow yourself to be filled up. Just a really short word. Um, transformation is coming. Filling is coming. Yeah. Hey, fam. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, fam. You, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Man, because of... Because of the way that you have honored mothers and fathers in your life, I feel like the Lord's like, guess what? I can trust you with the anointing that God, that he's, that I desire to pour out, like it says in Joel 2, that a spirit's going to be poured out on everybody in your midst because he said, I want to reconcile the hearts of mothers to their mothers and fathers to their sons and daughters. And you're like, okay, God, yes, I want that. Like, I want the reconciliation. Like, you've gotten a taste, like, bits of it. But I believe that you're going to be um, part of the poor on other people, that they get to experience his Holy Spirit touching them and being reconciled and being set free and being healed. Like, I feel like he's saying he can trust you with revival that you've been crying out for because he said, I want to reconcile. And you said, okay. He said, I want to reconcile. And you said, okay, Lord, I want what you want. So I love you all. Cool. It's a ministering couple right there. Uh, one more from Cammie. Um. I might have several, um, but so the first one's for the uh, TED. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had like this picture of you like being blasted up with like a column of water. And I got this feeling of like your creativity um, and like your gift of like inventing things is really going to um, take you to like higher levels. Um, in your connection with the Lord and also like allow you to reach a lot of people 
Um, and I think maybe it's also some encouragement of like when you're just at home um, to just continue like um, doing lots of like different creative, inventive things um, on your own, just like on your spare time. And I feel like the Lord was really just encouraging that part of you and saying that it's really a gift. Uh, <laughs> and it's like all that Ted does. You just described him. Yeah. Um, I also got one for the man sitting next to um, Erica's mom in the front row. <laughs> I feel like the Lord was just pointing out, like, you have lots of aloha for other people. Um, and then it's also, like, you're very humble. So, like, the ways that you serve people might sometimes be, like, you might feel like they're overlooked or underappreciated, and I feel like the Lord just wants you to know that you're seen, like, He sees you in all the ways that you serve other people, and I feel like He wants to take you into a season where you will be served um, by the people who appreciate what you do, and um, also, I just felt this encouragement that, like, when other people um, are coming to serve you, like, you might have the like the urge or like the tendency to try to like help them out and you know make sure everything's um working out fine and like but um I felt like he was wanting to encourage you to just sit back and relax and like just enjoy being served and appreciated and that's kind of going to be the season for you we good on time I have two and Joanne has one uh Catherine uh, I got a picture of you at work, and I felt like you're in these bumper cars, like you're just bumping up against the wall, and you're like this and this, and you're like, oh my gosh, and it's about a project that's stuck, and you feel like there's not progress moving forward, and I feel like the Lord showed me he's going to bump you in the right direction, and it's going to be a forward movement in this project that you're working on, but it's also going to be a spiritual reason. Um, I feel like there's some divine connections for you to speak to people and evangelize to. Trust the sovereignty of the Lord when he's bumping things and it feels like you're just spinning your wheels and wasting your time. The Lord is sovereign in it. He's going to bump you into the right direction. Okay. Does that make sense, Catherine? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the lady in the red, she's looking down with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the word I got for you was, um, you have a very sharp mind. And that the Lord, like the picture I got is that you're, you're like a knife and you just cut through the, what I'll call fuzz. Um, and so the Lord is saying that's, that's a beautiful gift. Um, it comes with the need of discernment because not everybody appreciates that gift. And so we just bless you with wisdom and knowing who has ears to hear and who doesn't have ears to hear. I also just bless you with, if they don't have ears to hear, don't say it because it's not going to be worth it for you. And God has the people who have ears to hear for you to come in and cut through the fuzz and bring truth. You're a truth speaker. You see things as they are. So I just bless you with that gift. All right. And Joanne will get the last one. And let me tell you what we'll do here. Like if you need a word and you didn't get it, then after we dismiss as a service, you can come up and have these guys pray for you and try to give you some quick direction. And then Everybody from second service is already starting to come in. And so we will start second service eventually. Even if some of you are here getting prayer, it's going to be a little bit messy, which is cool today. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and these people will chase some of you down individually to give you words, of course. But Joanne, get the last public word. So this word is for the woman by, by Lee, but to two people to the right of you. So the Lord is saying you are not forgotten. It's okay. And he sees you. He hears you. He doesn't fall asleep on you when you pray. And you've been asking him about a family situation. And he's been wanting to answer you. He's been answering you. It's just it's not you're not getting the answer. So the answer is this. He wants to partner with you to deal with this family situation. How he wants to partner with you, that's something for you to ask him about. It's okay. Lee, Lee will tell you. Lee will tell you. 
but he hears you and he is answering your prayer and he wants to work with you. He's not just going to do it for you. Yeah. That's it. All right, I, I lied because Cammy gets the last one <laughs> because she's demanded it and she spends lots of time at my house and will make me miserable. So go. Okay. So this one is for the woman in the light purple in the third row uh, with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. By any chance, do you work with animals? No, okay, just wondering. Um, anyway, I felt like the Lord was saying, like, there's a lot of capacity for him to work through you, like, in the people around you in your life, through, like, the things that, like, through interactions that you think might be really small. Um, but to him, they're really big. Um, so in things like just, like, you being yourself, like, interacting with your friends, having people over in your house... And just, like, the way you treat people at work, like, really reflects, like, the Father's heart for people. Um, I got the feeling people might come to you for, like, advice or counsel sometimes um, or encouragement. And so I feel like God wants to just let you know that, um, you know, when that happens, just know that he's, he's really working in that person's life through you and to just nurture those relationships um, and even, like, to take a step in faith a little and, like, share your faith with them. Um, yeah, that's all. All right. All right, thanks for, uh, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> also spends a lot of time at my house and so would make me miserable. So when I came in, I thought I had a word for someone wearing a black sweater, and then there were, like, five of you guys. But... <laughs> Um, I actually think I have two paintings, one for Rue and one for your friend that you guys came together because um, the words were sort of confirming. Um, so I'm not done with one of them. I'm working on it right now. Um, this is for Rue. Rue, um, the way I saw you was I saw this big whale, and like the blue whale, and I thought of the story of Jonah. And when the, st the different messages were being said for you, what I got from that was you're kind of that person who maybe God has actually nudged in the story, like Jonah, like there's something that you've been told to do that you're kind of hesitant to do, maybe in terms of like talking to someone about something that's uncomfortable and speaking truth to them. Um, but you're also kind of like the kangaroo, right? Like the idea of it is kind of gentle. So the blue whale is actually, you know, not a predator to humans, but it's huge and it's... Um, kind of scary if you're right up next to it. So I just wanted to bless you with that, and if it resonates, come up, and I, I want to finish the painting before I give it to you. But I have another painting for you, and it's from a few weeks ago, so please come see me after service. Yeah. Sure, you get a little painting. All right, so if, if, if you want somebody to pray for you to hear a word from the Lord, uh, come up and have these guys pray for you, and I'm sure some of them will chase individuals down to share a word that they were not able to share over the microphone. And that's cool. Um, thank you for participating. My goal always is not to make really good prophets, but to make a prophetic community, right? Because everybody should be listening to God, and anything that a brother or sister delivers to you uh, should be confirmation of stuff that, you'll already, that you're already hearing. That's how it would work best. So thank you for listening. And more than that, thank you for being the sort of people that step out in faith on the things that you think God tells you to do because that is really the substance of life. And I appreciate being part of the community where that happens. Can everybody stand? We'll just dismiss Father God. I pray that uh, you would guide us all in our adventure. I pray, Father, that you would lead us to the next step of faith, that uh, fruitfulness, signs, and wonders would be following. I pray, Lord, that you would multiply the stories of life change and salvation in our midst. I bless you, brothers and sisters, to be salt and light and to walk securely as sheep of the shepherd. In Christ's name, everybody says, Amen. Amen. Uh,